Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. I am really, really thankful to have you with me today on the program as we jump back into the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 11, going to be part two of our series. Um, you know, we started it last time, um, God does it and we help. Uh, this is going to be part two of that series. We're going to be back in Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Um, before we go there, feel free to contact us at redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. Let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know how we can be a ministry to you. And uh, we'd love to hear what's going on with you out there. Um, but um, we're going to be going into Ecclesiastes chapter 11. This time, uh, we are going to be uh, starting in verse 4. So the word of God reads this way. He that observeth the wind shall not sow. Um, he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening withhold not thy hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. Um, hallelujah, the word of God, precious, anointed, uh, perfect, complete, inerrant, God-breathed word um, directly to us today. Amen and hallelujah. Um, um, building on what we were talking about last time, uh, talking about casting thy bread upon the waters, casting, you know, casting the word of God, getting the word of God out there, um, because uh, we live in evil days and we don't know exactly where uh, people are in that. Um, you know, the people we're ministering to, the people we're preaching to, the people we're witnessing to, um, even people we know, um, you know, people who have been in the same church with us, people who have been, you know, in the same services with us, even for a number of years. Um, it's amazing, um, you know, how we can, you know, how it can be that we don't have the whole picture of what's going on with that person. We don't have the whole picture of um, kind of what goes on behind the scenes, behind closed doors, but the Holy Ghost does. That's the good news for us today as people who are doing the work of evangelists. That is the good news for us today. Uh, the Holy Ghost um, knows all, sees all, and it all matters to him. And uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We need to be resting in him. And um, and this is another way, starting in verse 4, that we need to be resting with him. Uh, he that observeth the wind shall not sow. He that regardeth the clouds uh, shall not reap. And uh, again, looking at this evangelistically, um, um, we can look at the wind in this verse as the work of Satan. And we can look at the clouds as potential problems. Um, you've got a real spiritual enemy, folks, um, you know, and uh, he basically wants you to be silent. Um, he doesn't want the word of God getting out there. He doesn't want people doing the work of an evangelist. Um, he doesn't want churches engaged in evangelistic outreach. And so he tries to hinder that. He tries to mess it up. Uh, he tries to knock it off track. He tries to distract. He tries to discourage. He tries to, I mean, he uses fear. He uses uncertainty. Um, this is what this verse is talking about. Um, if you're all sort of wrapped up in the what ifs, if you're wrapped up in, um, 
Um, you know, how are they going to be responding? Um, are they going to get really angry at me? Um, are they going to, you know, spread rumors about me? Are they, you know, are they going to maybe even get physical? Um, are they, you know, uh, what might happen? What might happen? What might happen? You know, am I ever going to have, you know, are they going to be my friend or, you know, what, you know, all this stuff uh, that, uh, that the enemy is going to use the what ifs. It's the problem of the what ifs. Um, because, you know, by definition, um, if it might happen, uh, it hasn't happened yet. And we don't know that it's going to happen. Um, because, you know, it's like, man, you know, so many people get tripped up in this. I've seen it. Um, we get worried about um, what might happen. And so we never get around to speaking. We never get around to sharing. Uh, we never get around to actually giving people the word of God because uh, there's that fear of the unknown, um, that fear, because, um, you know, it's a, it's a reality that we can't make people get saved. We can't make people trust Jesus. Uh, we can't make people be born again. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And as we said last time, we're the vessels. Uh, we're the delivery people. We're the ambassadors. Um, we're, you know, we're the people who, who sort of facilitate an interaction uh, between um, this person over here and Jesus. Um, he does that work, and um, and we act as his hands, we act as his feet, we act as his co-laborers. Um, you know, it says in the Word of God. Um, and, um, and, you know, the reality is, you know, if we get off track, um, if we get caught up in, in that fear, uh, then we never open our mouths, um, and people never hear the gospel from us. And, um, you know, our, and, and, and that just has, that has generational effects, folks. Um, you know, Lord's been opening my, up my eyes to that recently that that has just like generational effects. Um, you know, like if we don't open our mouths now, if we don't minister now, if we don't, um, get out in the streets, if we don't get out in the neighborhoods, um, if we don't get out in the towns and the cities and the communities, um, if, if we don't get out there, and put this word of God out there, um, whether it's near or whether it's far, whatever the case may be, um, um, then it has effects on generations of people. Um, because, um, you know, uh, because, you know, just, just look at it this way, you know, um, in my family, I was a first generation Christian, um, uh, you know, and that had a huge effect uh, like on my kids, um, you know, on, on the children that I, that I've been blessed with now, um, uh, because they're, they're not growing up like I did. Uh, they're not growing up, um, you know, in the sin that I did. Uh, they're growing up in a stable home. They're growing up with a mom and a dad who love each other. Uh, they're growing up in, you know, being raised, you know, um, you know, we pray with them. Um, you know, we're in the word of God with them. Um, you know, we, we minister to them day in and day out. Um, you know, by what we say and by what we do, by what we don't do, by the reasons why uh, we do what we do and the reasons why we don't do what we don't do. But the point is, uh, someone had to preach the gospel to me. And if that person hadn't preached the gospel to me, man, you know, how different might things have been? Um, if that person didn't preach the gospel to me, if I didn't hear the gospel from, you know, the church I'm in now, Grace Baptist Tabernacle, uh, man, would I be a part of Grace Baptist? I mean, you know, it's like, it's God effects, folks. I mean, this is, 
Um, you know, it's it's not just a story we're giving people. It's not just some inspirational words that we're giving people, um, but it is the you know the living word of God that is quick, that is active, that is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what we're given, folks. Uh, we are introducing people um, to the living God. Uh, we're not introducing people to an idea or a worldview or a unifying myth or anything like that. Um, we're not introducing people to you know, um, you know, to just a, you know, a tradition of, you know, of the, of, of Near Eastern culture that survived for generations. We're not in, you know, he's not a tradition. Um, he's, he's living and he's alive and he's the Lord and he's interactive and he's holy and he's just and he's good. And he, and, and you matter to him and the world matters to him. You matter to him and the people that, that, that you're ministering to, the people that you're praying for, the people that you're witnessing to, and the people that you're preaching to in the churches, the people that you're preaching to on the streets, that they they all matter. And they and they matter to him even more than they matter to us. And um they I mean um they mattered him so much that before the foundations of the world, because this is just who he is, um you know, Jesus Christ was going to go to the cross. Uh, Jesus Christ was going to, you know, God was going to move himself in a way that he'd never moved himself before. And Jesus was going to be born of a virgin. Jesus was going to step down from glory. Jesus was going to, you know, take on flesh and walk among us. Jesus was going to learn what it was to be hungry, thirsty, tired, um, eat, drink, you know, um, you know, sing, laugh, you know, weep. Um, you know, Jesus was going to go through all of that. And um, he's going to do it without sin. And then at the end, he was going to go to the cross. He's going to lay himself down. He's going to go to the cross. He's going to become sin. He's going to get real personal experience with what it is to, to, to be sin and to experience the wrath of God himself and shed his blood and lay down his life and die your death and die the death of this person you're ministering to, die the death of everybody in your church, die the death of everybody you work with, die the death of everybody in your town, in your city, your apartment, your neighborhood, wherever you live. Um, he, he died their death. He loves them and they matter. To him on a level that we um, we can get inklings of it in the spirit, um, but man, you know we're never going to know what it was like to actually do what God did, to actually do what Jesus did, uh, to actually do that and step down from glory and experience everything he experienced and walk through everything he walked through. Um, we're never going to know what it is to lay on a cross and to be nailed there and to be put up and to be raised up and to be mocked and to be spat on. You know, not, not like him. Uh, because on that cross, God imputed sin. God made him to be sin. He didn't have any sin. And then from one moment, he didn't have any sin. And then the next moment, um, he was nothing but sin. God had never experienced that before. And God had never died before. And he died for murderers. And he died for rapists. And he died for racists. And he died for haters. And he died for, and he died for fornicators and people who commit adultery. Um, he died for thieves. 
Um, he died for religious hypocrites. He died for proud people. He died for people who don't believe him. He died for people in unbelief. Um, he, he died for blasphemers, people who take his name and they drag and they lower it and they drag it through the mud and they use it like a curse word. Uh, he died for them. He died for the worst of the worst. And uh, scripture tells us you might be able to find someone who would die for a good person. You might be able to die, find someone who would, who would die for someone who everybody sees that person as good. But who's going to die for the worst of the worst except for Jesus Christ? God did that. So these people matter to him and you matter to him. He loves you and he loves them and, uh, and he wants to use you. And so don't get caught up in... Um, you know, are they going to respond with hostility? Uh, are they going to respond by separating themselves from me? Are they going to respond by withdrawing and spreading rumors, spreading lies, stuff like that? You know, Jesus had his persecutors and he promised, you know, that we're going to experience persecution in this life. Everyone who lives godly will experience persecution um, because the world rejected him and uh, the servant's not greater than the master, my friend. Um, the world rejected him and the world, you know, you're going to experience that too. And so we had that whole series, amen, on, you know, how, you know, how do we deal with that? How do we walk through that? God wants you to know how. And God wants to walk you through it because he walked through it first and, and he's going to walk through it with you if that happens. But if, you, uh, if you're always caught up in your head um, about what might happen, how might it go, um, you know, and, 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 you know, another way this can work, you know, we put pressure on ourselves. You know, I've seen people do that and, it, and it's really, really paralyzing. You know, I've had to walk through this myself. Um, but you want to say it right and you want to do it right. And, and you want to, you know, you know, not, not speak too loudly, not speak too softly. Um, you know, should I be smiling when I say this? Uh, should I be crying when I say this? Uh, should my voice be like really loud and booming when I say this? You know, we get all this stuff. And it's just observing the wind. It's observing the clouds, you know, and, and the devil is working uh, to put pressure on you, to put a burden on you that you weren't designed to bear because salvation belongs to Jesus. And um, all we need to do to really do the work of evangelism is just live in the Lord um, and speak when the Lord tells us to speak and, and, and give his word to people. Um, but it's a natural extension of living in the Lord. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's not just, you know, we do have to speak. Uh, they, they do need to hear preaching. You know, how are they going to hear without a preacher? They, they do need to hear. You need to open up your mouth at some point. Um, but let that be not like a special thing. Not like a, like a special occasion that only happens every once so often. Um, but just a natural extension of your life in the Lord, because that's the way God designed it to be. Not all this pressure, not all this, you know, I've got to do it right, I've got to get it right, I've got to say it right. Not all this, you know, uh, you know, I'm worried about what might happen, what might happen, what might happen, uh, because you'll, you'll never talk. Um, but let it be just a natural extension of 
you know, be holy as I am holy. Let it be a natural extension of loving the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and your strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. Just a natural extension to reach out and pray with them. Just a natural extension to reach out and say, you know, I can't help but notice um, you look like you're hurting. And uh, let me introduce you to Jesus. And uh, let me bring you to Jesus. You know, I can't help but notice, man, you, you know, you're going in a way uh, that is sinful. You're going in a way that's going to result in, in your death and your destruction and the destruction of people around you. And it's having an impact. And, uh, you know, you're accountable for that. But, but there's a Jesus and he's alive and he knows you and he loves you and he died to cover that sin. He died to set you free from that bondage. He died to set you free. He died to give you healing. He died to give you life. He died to, you know, get you out of eternal damnation and get you into eternal life. That's what he died for. He loves you and he knows you. And, 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 and man, you know, he wants, uh, he wants you to be with him. Um, a natural extension of your life in the Lord. A natural extension of the blessing that you have in the Lord, a natural extension of the boldness that you have in the Lord, a natural extension of the peace that you have in the Lord. After all, blessed are the peacemakers, my friend, um, you know, and God has made you to be a peacemaker, you know, blessed, 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 blessed. You go down through Matthew chapter five, that is state of being for a Christian. That's where you start. That's where you, that's where you wake up in the morning. That's where you have lunch. That's where you go to bed. Amen. Um, but hallelujah, um, God is doing something today, uh, my friend. You know, you know, and be encouraged. You know, um, be encouraged. Believe Jesus. Uh, believe the Father. Believe the Spirit, and don't believe the lies of the devil. Don't regard the wind. Don't observe the wind, and don't regard the clouds. Uh, don't get tripped up by the devil. And don't get caught up in the trap of the what ifs. And, but, you know, just be, um, be alive in the Lord and live in the Lord and uh, live in the Spirit, live in the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Those nine, those nine precious fruits of the Holy Spirit, you find them in Galatians chapter five. That's your starting place too. And that's not like, you know, super spiritual special Christian only stuff. That's all of us. Uh, we all got that fruit. That's, a, that's the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in every single person who has the Holy Spirit, every person who has the Spirit of Christ. Uh, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. But if you have the Spirit of Christ, uh, man, you've got the Holy Spirit. Um, let Him bear His fruit. Um, if this is going to be something that God uses to prune you, God uses to, you know, God uses to, to teach you, God uses, you know, to say, you know, stop walking in the flesh and start walking, in, you know, hallelujah and amen. Um, he's doing it for your good and he's doing it for the good of the people around you because he wants you to be a strong witness. Um, but my friend, you know, be encouraged by this. That's my heart for this series, you know, to be an encouragement um, in, in the midst of evil days. Um, because we need to be getting this out there. We need to be getting this out on the streets and the, you know, in the schools, in the workplaces, um, in the homes, in the neighborhoods, in the apartments, wherever you are, man, you know, um, you know, we need to be getting this out. And the Lord wants you, um, to be a strong, bold witness. And he wants you to be an effective witness. 
and uh, blessed be his name. And may, may you believe him today. And may you walk in the spirit today. Um, but blessed be his name. And um, you'll, you'll be amazed at how he's going to use you. Um, but hallelujah. I pray this is an encouragement again. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for helping us get these around uh, not only America, but around the world. And uh, thank you so much. And, you know, and again, please do reach out to us. Redeeming the lost at iCloud.com. We'd love to hear what's going on in you. Love to hear what's going on. Um, in your church, in your community, um, you know, just share with us. Let us know how we can pray. Uh, we're also a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. We're in King, North Carolina. Um, service times and service locations are on gbtministries.com. Um, please do visit that site. You can contact us through that site as well. Um, but, um, you know, especially if the Spirit's leading you to visit us in person, we'd love to have you. Um, you're welcome in any of those services. Um, uh, just, you know, just come on in, uh, join with us, worship with us, hear the Word of God with us, receive um, from the Lord with us. And, um, and thank you so much. Um, reach out to us. And may the Lord richly, richly bless you. Um, because, man, we are living in, in, in evil days. We're living in the last days. And the reality is, um, even though there's a lot of apostasy, even though there's a lot of hypocrisy, even though there's, there's a lot of lust, even though there's a lot of perversion, even though there's a, there's a lot of hostility, even though there's a lot of anger, uh, the Lord still has work for the church to do. People can still be born again today, and you can be a part of that. And that's what the Lord wants for your life. Um, but again, may he richly bless you today. Amen. Amen.